Hear that? It's the call of the Crave. And when the Crave calls, you know what to do. Try the $5 Bacon Bundle, because the only thing better than a White Castle slider is a White Castle slider topped with crispy hickory smoked bacon. So pick any two of either the Bacon Cheese Slider, 1921 Bacon Cheese Slider, or Chicken Bacon Ranch Slider, and also get a small fry for just $5 with the $5 Bacon Bundle. White Castle. Follow your Crave. This episode is brought to you by Progressive, where drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average. Plus, auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. Quote now at Progressive.com to see if you could save. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May of 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. There's no place to escape to. This is the last podcast. On the left. (laughs) That's when the cannibalism started. What was that? Oh, no, 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 I need the break. All right, that's uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Henry does need a break. All right, that's Marcus. I'm Ben. To my left is Henry needs a break. Zabrowski. Hello, my name is gun expert Howard Templeton. Now, what? the first thing you gotta know when you get yourself a new gun is that number one, a gun should never be used to get any sort of revenge. What should Killing a gun anyone is not gonna. Wait a second, I'm I'm reading this wrong. Actually. It's the perfect way to get revenge. It's the best way to get revenge. If you need to say no to your boss That's right. in the most permanent way possible, get yourself a gun. That's right. And of course, Mr. Temple Mr. Templeton uh was the uh was the sage and the guru of many a person. Many a person who might do a thing that we like to call spree killing. Uh, and that's today's yes. subject. Woo. Spree killers. I and holy will, Lord, what a subject it is. I uh, Honestly, this is one of the scariest topics that we have ever researched. Surprisingly I, me, scary, right? Like for me, because it just, it's how we're going to die. Yeah. It's yes. the American disease. We are, we generate murderers. They are coming for us. Right. And we're the perfect victims. What because what is was better the- than seeing me running, screaming down a hallway going oh, it's like, great. no, no. He got a gun! He got a gun! <laughs> yeah, I'm built for that. I would love to watch you running, running as fast as you possibly could. I'm a born victim. Away from no, a bullet. No, buddy! No, it's be cool, man! No, dude! Yeah. That's how, that's, those are going to be my last words. That's my right. My last words are going to be like, put down the gun, buddy! We all could be friends! That's right. The plague in the dark ages, polio in the 20s, and spree killing in the year 2000s. That's the way that we're going to die. People... Pop off around here. That's right. <laughs> and that's what we have learned. That's what I have learned. Real quick, let's get to the bottom of this because I had a question for Marcus before the uh, show even began. Spree killing versus mass murder. Well, sp- What's the difference? Well, spree killing is defined by the, within the criminal justice system as multiple murders, more than four that occur in more than one location without a cooling off period. The cooling okay. off period is something that a serial you killer get your has. Gatorade. Yeah, because he has to sit down. Yeah. Yeah, he's got to watch the tape. Sit the, yeah, sit on the bench, like learn what, what mistakes you made. Yeah, within, within like a relatively short period of time. That is what separates a spree killer from a serial killer. No cooling off period or a relatively short is cooling Is it always period. same day? Not always same day. It can be over a period of a week. It seems like from what I've noticed, mm-hmm. the most amount of time it can be up to like a month. 
So uh, I just uh, feel like that it gets to the like criminal annoyed. justice system is flawed. Okay, it is flawed. Like, it is it's flawed. very, it's very flawed. It's very, it's ever changing. So if you just kill three, you're not technically a mass murderer. You not, kill three. And no, like you're not injured. nobody. You're nothing. Yeah. 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 Get so your if you're fucking shit together, if you kill three, and thinking about why are you doing what you're doing? That's right. That's right. You know, because yeah. if you're gonna get in the game, get in the game that, for life. Play you to know, win. We've all learned one thing about Bo Jackson. Mm-hmm. That Bo Jackson played two games as hard as humanly possible. That's he right. He can play football and baseball. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean that you can't go out kill more. Kill five. <laughs> That's right. Kill, well, kill seven. If you killed three, you might as well kill eight. You know? I mean, unless you're just, I don't know, dabbling. All right. That's right. So a mass murder happens in one instant, and a spree killer has a cooling off period. Yeah, a mass murder, it's uh, that is four okay. or more in one location. Yeah, in one go. Yeah, that's just, right. Uh, just so, uh, hey, fans out there, don't bother killing last podcast on the left. There's only three of us. There's no one will three. give a shit. I think you technically count as two. Don't tell him that. Don't <laughs> tell him that. What a lot of people don't know about Ben is that Ben is actually two people in a large man's clothes. That's there right. Is I was a, there is a bottom together. half that's just a silent pair of legs mm-hmm. with a weird little head that's up inside the top half Ben's right. tiny little ass. <laughs> oh, is it tiny now? Thank God. Um, all right. So there's a couple different types of spree killers. There's right? five different types of spree killers. And this comes from the Encyclopedia of Crime and Punishment, which is a wonderful reference book. Now I just can't stop thinking about a head in my asshole. Like a small, <laughs> you know that, that scene in the movie It when they have their uh, their fortune cookies and the eyeball just pops out. I just imagine you, you relaxing on your couch, right. your torso independent, sitting there next to your leg half. Right, right, right. Your leg half is going like... I gotta give him some graham crackers. Yeah, yeah, and they're fucking, yeah, with Frank's Red Hot. Do you know that he goes through about three Frank's Red Hot bottles a night? Bottles? Not a night. A week. (laughs) They're just strewn around the house like empty beer cans. I've seen them. It's like you're a giant and you just drink. Imagine you're like a cartoon giant where you sit, drink a bottle of Frank's Red Hot, and then like burp a fireball. Yeah. (laughs) It's sort of like that. It's sort of like the uh, final (laughs) level in the original uh, Super Mario Brothers, I suppose. What's the the Super Mario's where you gotta jump all over the. uh, the flame things. Uh, the Super Mario Brothers. The Super sure. Mario Brothers. <laughs> anyway, let's get to spree killing. By the way, I, I apologize. Everyone's extremely hungover on very little sleep today. So I'm fine. I had a great night's sleep. All right, Marcus. Well, yeah, what yeah, else? Sit over there in your fucking high horse. Ivory Tower. That's a tall horse you got on underneath you. Real cocky, well-rested Marcus Parks. All right, let's get into some fucking yes. murder. Okay, All right. type one serial ki- or spree killers. Let's do this. And note before we begin that many of the spree killers... Uh, fit more than one category. That's right. So yeah, some of them are regular Bo Jacksons themselves. I don't want any more Bo Jackson references. I'm just saying it's a very convenient <laughs> way to talk about serial killers. And you know what? I almost I was thinking about Bo Jackson this morning when I was doing my last minute research. I you know have what? been thinking about him a lot recently. Why is everybody okay? No, okay, let's just get to spree killers. Can we please? All right. Spree killer number one, type number one, these are what you call your Hollywood darlings. These are the okay. people who the movies are made about. These are the people that the inspire... The real stars, star power. These are the people that inspire movies like Natural Born Killers sure. and Badlands. Now, they want this. They, they want the, this. The whole point of this is these are people who feel like nobodies and they want to get some sort of recognition for something in their life. Exactly. And they're also people who will kill anyone that gets in their way. It doesn't matter who it is. It okay. could be a family member. It Rock could be a stranger. <laughs> 
<laughs> they just don't give a fuck. That's right. They don't much care. They only YOLO. YOLO. I am. You, you, only, you only live one time. You need more sleep. You're just going <laughs> to need to get more sleep. So uh, the one that we're going to cover on this one is Charles Starkweather and Carol Ann Fugit, his girlfriend. Fugit. And these people had a wonderful song written about them by the boss. Badland. This is amazing. Which is that? <laughs> it's a pretty upbeat song, considering they just murdered a bunch of people. They killed eight, ten people over eight days in 1958. Sounds like a song you play with just <laughs> The boss is here with us. Nice to meet here, Bruce. <laughs> Bruce, what do you think? Bruce, what do you think about stark weather? What do you think about Mr. Stark weather? You think Bruce is one of those like autistic people who can't speak? He can only sing. Well, yeah. you know, it's like how some of those people with MS can't just walk. Only he can just dance. He's only just about to ever leave on a road trip forever, or like with his girlfriend yeah. Mary, or he's singing about the boardwalk. <laughs> He is mildly autistic, isn't he? So Charles Starkweather was what one would call a whiny little bitch. Mm. Okay, he was his girlfriend is a his girlfriend was a smashed nose pug woman. <laughs> a smashed nose pug woman. Yes. Wow. So he was a guy that was murdered, or he was uh, bullied a lot when he was a kid in elementary school. He had myopia. Sure. Uh, which that? that means that he couldn't see more than twenty feet in front of him. How did he kill these people so good? Well, they he were got all close. close range. I guess and they were so. all really fat. Yeah, and yeah. his girlfriend was giving him directions. Like, nope, nope, more to the left. <laughs> That's adorable. <laughs> that yeah. is adorable. Yeah, oh, they loved it, man. They were in it together. So where did all these killings take place? All of these killings took place in Nebraska. All right. Uh, the guy grew up a little bit. He became a bully when he was in middle school. Sure. He got a little bit larger. Like Jackie. <laughs> Jackie Zabrowski from the round table, of course. Yeah, and then uh, at 16, he dropped out of high school, got a job as a garbage man, and he met this girl, Carol Ann Fugit. That's always, that's always a nice fuck you to your teacher. Like, I don't, I don't need your high school degree. I'm going to go make I'm it. I'm going to go take dirty diapers and put them in a big, stinky truck. Hey, Mrs. Thompson, do you, do you have any trash for me today, Mrs. Thompson? You should have stayed no in No trash. School. And it was about this time that Rebel Without a Cause came out, and he just became obsessed with James Dean. So James Dean, Rebel Without a Cause, that's the thing that motivated him to get into the spree killing. I think it was. It definitely got this attitude in his head. He's one of those just extremely impressionable people where he Mm. sees it, he's already got some sort of psychological flaw, and he sees this character on screen, I don't give a fuck. Well, it's very similar to The Catcher in the Rye, and what people, like how they attach their identity onto that, of this idea of like somebody, especially then he died an early death, which even more romanticizes his thing. Yeah, right. Uh, and so he meets Caroline Fugit at about seventeen. They're dating for about a year, and of course, her parents don't like her dating the Starkweather boy, the garbage man. <laughs> yeah. Also, because he's probably because they're spree killers. Like, you imagine their sex. Must be great oh. and loud, and they're living in a shanty house, sure. and it's just like, wham, 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 wham. and it's just like that stuck where the boy's gonna destroy our daughter's perfect vagina. Perfect vagina. <laughs> oh my! So the first murder happened on December first, nineteen fifty-seven. It was a gas station worker named Robert Colvert. Charles Starkweather goes in and he says, "You know what? I want to buy this little stuffed animal for my girl, but I don't have enough money. Can you give me some credit?" Of course, Culvert says, no, you're the garbage man. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not, you're not going to pay me back. Right. Absolutely you are the not. Garbage man. 
But I got all these cans. <laughs> what about? Well, I got some. Uh, this is just dirty papers. <laughs> Get out of here, Starkweather. Get out of here. I make money. So, of course, he got hurt. He got a little butt hurt, and he goes back later that night, and he shoots Colbert in the head. Fuck yeah. That's his very first murder. So he goes to his girlfriend. He tells Fugit, he was like, so I just killed the fucking gas station guy. What do you think? What's the world coming to when garbage and men li- are killing gas station men? Literally a rocket of squirt shot her, <laughs> and her head hit the top of the car. Right, right. She just came. <laughs> And buckets and buckets of cum. And so after this, after he told Carol, like, I killed this guy, and she said, you know what? It doesn't matter. We're going to be together forever. Hell right. yeah. I he, mean, this is a real, like, this is a real uh, make or break moment for a relationship. Oh, right? it's, like, it's like moving in together. I could where you think that, like, you yeah. know, you're moving in together, you're going to really put stress on the relationship, <laughs> see, if it's, see if it holds. This is like yeah. the first time you propose anal sex. You know, like, maybe she'll be into it, maybe she won't. We'll see. You know, this is like, it, they could go either way. When yeah. you're in the car and you just murdered a gas station attendant. I really feel like that's how I'll know if I'll get married is if I could turn to my significant other mm-hmm. and be like, I just killed somebody. And they were like, I love you. Right. <laughs> He's just like, and I'll be like, but yeah! You're, you're still here with me. This is love. <laughs> and so Starkweather, after he thinks that the relationship is sealed, he thinks, you know, it's time to patch things up with the fam. He goes right. over, he, this is time, I really got to make good with the parents. I really have to make them like me here the irony if this is, is going to work. remarkable. He just murdered a man. <laughs> he's just like, he you know, I'm going to make her. He got some spring in his step. Right, right. Yeah. He went over to the house. He asked, uh, he asked Carol's father, listen, let's go hunting. Okay. <laughs> you know, let's go, let's go sure. hunting. Let's bond as father and son. Father says no. So he goes so to the mother. Is, this is bad fathering. Yeah. So he goes to the mother and he says, listen, I bought you two pieces of carpet. This he is my carpet. Two pieces hey, of carpet. Two pieces garbage of man. Do you have an idea how many how many cans it takes to get two pieces of carpet? He it's didn't like buy that. Cans. He just took that <laughs> carpet from the dump. And so, of course, an argument broke out after they still said, "No, my daughter's not going to marry a garbage man who has no high school education." But he has two pieces of carpet. <laughs> One is shag. The other is green carpet. Uh, and so, what he does then is he. Just completely becomes unhinged. He shoots the mother in the face, and he shoots the father in the back of the head. There's also a a two-and-a-half-year-old child there. The child starts screaming. Starkweather starts slashing at her throat with a knife, and then to make sure that no one survives, he just goes and stabs everyone again multiple times. He takes the mother. He takes her out to the outhouse. And he just kind of sets her down on top of the commode. My teacher said I would never finish anything. (laughs) (laughs) I'll finish something. Sure, everybody hates my art projects in school, and I'm sure I'm going to make an awesome one, and they're all going to freak out when they see my shit. (laughs) Yeah, and then he takes the kid. He puts the kid in a box of garbage. Throws that one in the outhouse as well. And that's that his ultimate kind of, M.O. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah now I'm the garbage-making man. <laughs> yeah, this really could have gone different for him. He's the yeah. garbage man killer. But then he takes the father and he takes him out to the chicken coop. So he took. So we got a chicken coop. Got, father in the chicken coop the picking out dough. <laughs> but then we got, a, we got a baby in the garbage bag. And then where is the Singing mother? Singing do uh, The mother yeah. is also in the outhouse. In, so we got a mother in the outhouse. This is a real country song. Yeah. yeah. Mom in the outhouse. house with daddy in the coop. Baby, baby, baby garbage, in the garbage, garbage can. can. Yeah. <laughs> Mother's in the outhouse, chicken out, go. 
Father and the chicken poop go go go. It's devil goes down to Georgia. That's all it is. Yeah, it's beautiful. Stark weather went down to Georgia. So after this, they live in the dead parents' house for the next six days. They think they're honeymooning, rent free. Like it's rent free. They're just hanging out. They put a handwritten note on the door that says, "Stay away. Everybody is sick with the flu." So that works for six days. I mean, technically, that's like a dark ages way to get people to not come to the house, but only in Texas or where? Where was it? Nebraska. Nebraska. Yeah, people walking up, be like. Well, you know, it can't go in there. No, 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 no. They, All dead inside. They got themselves a, a, a dead nailed squirrel to the door. I mean, that means we can't go like, in there. I mean, I'm, I'm sure they must be sick because I put the note out front. But it sounds like two people are pretty rambunctiously fucking in there. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't no sick people in there. All right, so he's he's up to he's up to four murders. He's now up already. to four murders, and this all now. happens in a matter of a week or so. I mean, he, the murders, the first murders happen within about like three days of okay. each other. So uh, he really he caught the bug. Yeah, he caught the bug, and then they stay in the house for about six days, and they decide, all right, someone's going to figure this out eventually. We got to get the fuck out of right. here. And the police didn't show up until like they showed up a couple hours after they had left. Holy and, shit! So they really did like, or did they get tipped off? Did they think that the police were coming? They didn't get tipped off. They had no friends. Yeah, like they had no idea. It's not like they had a police scanner. No, they had each other. That's all they had. That's so romantic. It really is. And so from then they go on the road, and this is just when they start killing every person they come into contact. All right, they've got shotguns. They've got a twenty-two. They've got a rifle. They're just fucking killing everyone. There was a. So where do they go to? Uh, they went to uh, ben- Bennett, Nebraska first. There was a family friend they were going to go see. Okay. Uh, and then they came upon someone in the snow that had their car had broke down. So they got, it doesn't, know, they, we don't really know what happened, but they just shotgun blasted the guy in the face so hard and so close that the guy's, most of his head was gone. And again, Hell he has, yeah. he's, he's farsighted, so he can't see anything close to him. It's called a Nebraska top hat. <laughs> yeah, I've heard <laughs> no. that. And no then, head. Yeah, and then they went. <laughs> they, then they went to this guy's kitchen. They got more guns. They got cash, uh, and then they fucking set out again. They right. picked up this couple, a hitching couple named Robert Jensen and Carol King. They were seventeen and sixteen. This is possibly their most fucked up action of all, right. all. They took these people to an abandoned schoolhouse. Mm-hmm. They tied them up. They tied them up in the uh, storm cellar. Starkweather shot Jensen, the man, six times in the head, and the girl once in the head. Uh, they were discovered by the police, and the girl's pants were pulled down, and the genitals had been mutilated by Whoa. a knife. Just absolutely so these, slashed. This, this also probably fits into the sexual crimes as well. Uh, this because I feel like they, they must have been getting their rocks off killing people. It said that she was jealous of this girl. That the girl, she thought that the, the girl, woman did it. Yeah, she thought that the girl did this and the girl admitted to this crime. This was the murder that uh, the girl was put away for. Miss Fugut. Uh, yeah, Fugate. Fugate. Yeah, Fugate. This was the only murder that Fugate was put away for, uh, which is why she got out in about 17 years. Right. Uh, Man, but, she must have been awesome after that. Is oh. she still around? Yeah. She married. She remarried in two thousand and seven. Yeah. What? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She just lived a great life. Yeah. She thought that Starkweather was sexually attracted to the girl, and so she acted out of je- jealousy. And was like, well, "You want her pussy? Oh, yeah. You're not yeah, gonna yeah, get yeah, the yeah, pussy. Oh, you made that pussy just right for me, baby. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> and then from there, it's just killing after killing after killing. It's just they just every person was they meet. A, was there a destination in mind, or were they were just cruising around until they ran out of gas? Not really. I mean, they returned to their original hometown. They returned to a place, a rich neighborhood, a place where Charles picked up garbage all the time. Right. Oh yeah, perfect. So, yeah. So, so he now broke. it's a workplace revenge killing. Yeah. Now it's a workplace revenge killing. He broke into this woman's house. Uh, her name was uh, Clara Ward, and she yeah, broke. She's he, dead, bitch. He, he broke Jesus, into the house. What did she do to you, Henry? That name, I can tell. Clara Ward, yeah. pop, 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 and she's like, "No, pick up my garbage, garbage man." He's just like, "Yeah, you're gonna be garbage soon for the vultures. <laughs> vultures gonna come and you're gonna eat your bones, bitch." You've gone to an odd place. <laughs> so, uh, so then he uh, he makes the woman make them breakfast. He makes them wait on her hand and foot. Wow! This whole time he's telling them like you're not going to be hurt. And then the, he ties them up in separate rooms because Again, the, the woman's maid get tied, tied up. There. No, never no, let, yourself, no, never get tied let up. yourself get tied up. You know the key is is that you you're when you get tied up, tense yourself. <laughs> Tie yourself up, temp, tensile your right. muscles, and then um, when you release it, you'll have uh, gaps in the rope. That's a fact. That's a pro tip. Mm-hmm. Don't pro be tip. a hostage. That's right. Yep. And then uh, after that, he took him to separate rooms and then stabbed him both to death. Sure. And then ah. got and then got the fuck out of there. made omelets. <laughs> Not good enough. Apparently, that wasn't good enough. I like Gruyere. <laughs> And so after that, they killed a traveling shoe salesman named Merle Collision. Oh, Merle Merle Collision! There's traveling shoe salesman! Another born victim. Oh, man. That is, I've never felt more sad for a victim in my life. Merle Collision, the traveling shoe salesman. It's fine. He was just beating his wife. He was just singing songs, dancing around, clicking his heels. It was a Merle Collision. The singing shoe salesman. He was probably a guy who'd like punch a dog on the street. Well, I mean, dogs attack <laughs> shoe salesmen quite often. I'm sure he's seen his fair share of... It's my shoes! I'm trying to tell these shoes, dog! My boy! Texas Pete is a sauce and allows you to sauce like you mean it. It's what people gather around, it's generosity in its simplest form, and it's a swagger people have who know what's good. Each Texas Pete hot sauce is packed with bold, balanced flavor. This signature tanginess is what makes it a legendary hot sauce that can be used on just about anything. It's been at the center of dinner table since 1929 and is still heating things up today. You're definitely going to want to try every flavor. The original hot sauce has a famous secret blend of fermented peppers. The hotter hot sauce is three times hotter than the original, and not for the faint of heart. Sabor! By Texas Pete adds authentic Mexican flavor, and their dust-dry seasoning matches the flavor of the original hot sauce and a flavorful dry rub. Tell you what, the other day I was having myself a good old refried bean burrito, and I wanted a little bit of kick to my morning, so I got myself some cha. Texas Pete sriracha sauce, and I smothered those refried beans and that cheese and them eggs and a whole bunch of cha. And it started off my day correct. Texas Pete, sauce like you mean it. Visit TexasPete.com and use the store locator to find Texas Pete products as well as purchase sauces and get recipe inspiration. And use the promo code PODCAST24 for 20% off at TexasPete.com. The only acceptable reason to interrupt a podcast? Your dog. That was your dog saying thank you for BarkBox. You can take a minute now. You pet your dog. You're going to learn about Bark. It's a company dedicated to making dogs happy. Yay. 
Every month, BarkBox designs and delivers a whole new collection of toys and treats just for your best bud. No, 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 no. No, Wendy, I can't get you a whip. You're too cute for weapons. Every treat is made with yummy, healthy, all-natural ingredients like pumpkin and sweet potato. Mmm, tubers. My dogs love their toys selectively. But BarkBox sends good little ones for their little tiny mouths. They have little mouths, but strong, big spirits. So they fight over the little toys. I imagine they think that they are hunting and going after little bugs and rats. And oh, they love their life and they love the they love what BarkBox brings. Because BarkBox brings the bark and puts it in a box. Yep. To get your free upgrade, go to BarkBox.com slash L-E-F-T. This podcast is brought to you by Squarespace. Finding work-life balance can be tough, but Squarespace gives you the tools to reach your goals and have time to celebrate. Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. With the new guided design system, Squarespace Blueprint, you can select from curated layout and styling options to create a personalized website optimized for every device. Get your website discovered fast with integrated, optimized SEO tools. Plus, make checkout easy for customers with easy-to-use payment tools. And with Squarespace AI, you can explain what your site is about, choose your tone, enter what you need, and get auto-generated text. And that helps you save time. I know I'm sitting on about two literal wheelbarrows filled with horse pics. Now, part of the issue has been is a lot of these pictures are getting stopped at customs because some of them do depict various world leaders in horse-like circumstances that seems to be pinging a lot of these custom agents accounts. Now, so what I've done to do is like, so while I'm trying to work on hand smuggling these horse pics over various country borders, I then also have time because Squarespace is doing all the other ad work for me to go and work on my killdozer at home. So thank you, Squarespace, for allowing me to diversify in the best way possible for this country. Head to squarespace.com for a free trial when you're ready to launch. Go to squarespace.com slash left to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. <laughs> it's then, a rough life for Merle. And then after Merle, Merle was the last murder. Uh, and then Starkweather pusses out in the worst way possible. He's in a high-speed chase with the FBI. Mm-hmm. They start shooting at the back. At one point, he's going up to 120 miles an hour. This trying is the to get 1950s, away. Right? Yeah, which is yeah. like the speed of light in the 1950s. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and it's Nebraska, so it's just straight. Right. There's no curves. There's no nothing. It's just straight, man. So he's going 120 miles an hour. The FBI is in sharp pursuit. One of the FBI guys leans out of the window, shoots out the back window of Starkweather's car. The glass shatters. The glass goes into st- the back of Starkweather's neck. He thinks that he's been shot, mm-hmm. so he pulls over and gives himself up. He's 17. Yeah. He I've wrong. been shot! Yeah, no! Yeah. So, I knew I should have stabbed that Clara Ward bitch again. <laughs> uh, so, you know, of course, he gets he gets put into custody. He tries right. the insanity defense. It doesn't work. He was sentenced to die uh, the very next year. They did not have the appeals process that we right. have now. They sentenced someone to death. They fucking, I mean, they murdered the guy. Yeah, and I heard that, like, the way they did though. it in Nebraska is they beat him to death with a bucket. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. what happens. Yeah. <laughs> And they put him in that bucket. Yeah. And then uh, Fug- uh, Carol Fugit, she was tried. She was given life in prison uh, initially, but she got parole in 
1976, and as we said, is still alive today. And again, being a woman is not easy, unless, of course, you're in the criminal justice system, in which case you get off much, much easier than the man. <laughs> Tends yeah. to be the case. Well, I also imagine I that, mean, that... she brutally murdered this woman's vagina. Yeah. Yeah, she hacked up a vagina. And she, she was also charged crime. with Merle Collision's murder. She killed Merle Collision? <laughs> well, I mean, again, it's the name. It's bad for women. It makes their vaginas dry up. If you introduce <laughs> yourself as Merle Collision, they'd be like, <laughs> um, no thank you. And it's like, I'm just trying to sell you shoes. I got Reeboks. I got Nike. Yeah, read the pump. <laughs> I've never shoe sold a shoe. My name is Merle Collision. <laughs> and I never, I can't move these shoes. They say it's my voice. <laughs> <laughs> I could. I, I agree with him. So try to guess uh, Charles Starkweather's last meal. Uh, I'm gonna um, go with corn on the cob because it's Nebraska. Okay. I mean, he's a kid. He's like 17. I bet it's literally like a bowl of cereal or like something horrible. Cold cuts. Ah, uh, all right. Yeah. That's something. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Isn't that just raw? Is this just meat, It's just right? something that my mom would have around the house. All she ever does is every... Oh, that's all she talks about whenever I go home. It's just like, oh, I've got plenty of cold cuts in the fridge. Yeah, and it's yeah. just like, thank you, mom. Thank what you. is it with parents and shaved meats? They love they, it. Yeah, they, they can't yeah. get enough of this stuff. They absolutely love it. So uh, when he, he was on his way to execution, they asked if he'd like to donate his eyes. And he said, why should I? Nobody ever gave me anything. They give you a bunch of trash. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> garbage man. <laughs> and so he was, uh, he was taking the electric chair. They asked him if he had any last words. He just shook his head no. And fucking old Sparky took him off to hell. Uh, there you go. Well, that's another hero in the grave. That's right. <laughs> and of course, that's where all those, uh, the, that's your Hollywood ending. A yep. very classic Hollywood yeah, really ending. The movie Badlands ending. was made, and, like, and I'm sure that there was guns. a lot of uh, Bonnie and Clyde uh, imagery in their head as they were doing that. It's very, this is, in America, everybody's looking for, uh, you know, we all want to be in the newspaper. Yep. Yeah. You know? I wanted, think about it all the time. He wanted to be James Dean with a gun. That's yeah, right. if I don't, you know, if second season of Pretty Face doesn't happen, who's to say that I can't get as much good attention? Okay. I could get even more YouTube Don't go down this road. If I took like a flamethrower, <laughs> right? Uh-huh. And then took it to an ice cream store. Wouldn't that be funny? <laughs> That's Just- a funny big crime. Watch your pretty faces going to hell and email Henry and tell him you like it so that he doesn't go into an ice cream store and flamethrow everybody. Just think about it, think about it, think about it. Frosty the Melt Man... I'm gonna Murderers. have you know what we're gonna have to melty, have him leave yeah. melty the liquid the liquid Snow bandit bandit liquid sure. ice cream massacre the liquid ice cream massacre that's what you want your big crime spree to be called yes <laughs> all right so that's I'm disappointed your, that's a Hollywood that is a fun brought Hollywood to you by movie. Slim Jim all right I don't know why Slim Jim is sponsoring your spree killing thing I'm getting sponsorship okay are there any all more right. Hollywood killers brought to you by Shoals antiperspirant pads. I think it's going to go very, very well for you. Um, <laughs> I mean, there are other smaller spree killings throughout. Usually the Hollywood-type killings, sure. those are couples. Right. Usually yeah. those are well, people... romance involved, the whole thing. Because very it's much like, so. Because, uh, you know, there's so many stories of, like, the lone gunman, weird loners. It's, so, it's refreshing to see two people find each other in such a unique way. Yeah. And they, it, can, they can yeah. express their love. What are the odds? You know, what are the odds that you find somebody who is also a complete sociopath who wants to murder a bunch of po- uh, folks in Nebraska? It's hard enough to date as it is. Yeah. That's right. Um, all right. Well, let's get in now uh, no. to some more. Uh, let's go to type two. All right. Now, type these, two. These tend to be more loner types, right? Yeah. Type two, the most dangerous fad. Oh, wow. This happened mostly in the 80s. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> 
thought you were talking about hypercolor t-shirts. <laughs> like, if you look at a lot of these uh, types of crimes, part two is people who are motivated by revenge against others or okay. perceived wrongs. Workplace killings. Which is just, this is a truly American phenomenon. I forgot what was the term. You guys did a good breakdown of mass shootings uh, on Top Hat. Yeah. Where you guys yeah. were talking, it was like 44, America has 44, and then yeah. every the, la- the next highest is like four. I think it's four to six. Yeah, in Australia, we 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 are breeding these people. Right. I watched an amazing documentary last night called "Murder by Proxy," which was about the, oh, post, so the good. post office right. killings of the 1980s and the early 1990s. You have if you're out, uh, it's on Netflix. It's on Netflix. Uh, watch this documentary if you haven't seen it yet, and it will make you. Um, it will make you sympathize with the mind of a spree killer, of, well, a, of, a, of a murderer. But I could totally... But part of me can even understand these guys. These oh, are totally. guys that, like, because... The we, Postal Service guys. The Postal Service yes, guys. And yeah, also just like corporate mentality in America mm-hmm. in general, where it's like people here... It's all about the bottom line. That's right. There, we get no vacation time. It's all about work. America's all about success. I was watching another... There's no humanity whatsoever in the workplace. None. Yeah. And it's because it's all about numbers. And they, Exactly. I, another one of the big spree killings in the 80s was this guy Mark Barton, who was a day trader. Okay. He killed 13 people, including his entire family. Uh, which is... I, just, I mean, high... This is a one-day event for High him? pressure. A one-day event, high-pressure job. He had lost like $105,000 sure. in a day. Like, he just couldn't handle it anymore. Right. And that's what it, what it is. It's just people who just can't fucking take it. They well, can't absolutely. handle a high-pressure American corporate life. And the idea of success in America, the, 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 mm. the, the concept of success is almost unreachable because it's supposed to inspire you to keep reaching beyond That's yourself right. to keep moving higher and higher and higher up any Yeah, the idea of accomplishing ladder. your goals in America is wrong. You never accomplish your goals. The, you the, want more. You need it. This ama- I watched this amazing doc, uh, another a serial killer doc that was on the, when you uploaded my hard drive from all the weird shit that you got. Which one? The, uh, the uh, ape series like yes. the eight, yeah that was great Wait, so Holy the, Lord, the head you guys of the... shared hard drives yes <laughs> well that <laughs> transaction needed to be monitored by the FBI I'll tell you that much what did you yeah. guys do you guys wear a trench coach and exchange it in an alleyway somewhere in Midtown well, I wore a clown mask yeah and then I yeah and roller skates that's right, why, right. You, that's why I'll I'm... be rolling by 47th Street and 8th Avenue at Go exactly 9.35pm <laughs> be there take with your hands down out. the paradigm <laughs> anybody any one of you kids want to come take down the paradigm with all clowny here. Yeah. God, you're specifically creepy today. Zippers the clown wants you guys to help take down the government. Mom, this is a really bizarre <laughs> birthday party. I think we need to get Zippers the clown out of here. Um, but this, he was talking about um, the, the the idea of success in America is what drives serial killers a lot of the times. Because mm-hmm. like these guys will hit 32, they have nothing to say for their lives mm-hmm. because they. They, they can't fit in. They're not right. normal human beings. They have a no... A lot of these guys played by the rules up to this point. Well, you know, they've like, just done whatever they can just to make it, and then right. they find that they're they're hitting these these they're hitting blocks. They can't move past. They can't get promoted. They can't become a system manager because Jeffrey Dahmer is just not going to be in charge of the fucking chocolate line. Right. You know, <laughs> he can squirt the Hershey's Kisses onto the fucking sure. conveyor belt. We can't trust him with wrapping them, though. Absolutely not, because he keeps telling him, he's like, ain't it funny how sometimes when you look at the Hershey's Kisses from above, they're like the pupils of a big dead dude's eyes. <laughs> And you're just like, well, I mean, we love your productivity That's right, on the Jeffrey. line. It's great. Um, you and know, not why, only that, but... You don't want to be assistant manager, Jeffrey. You're just so good at squirting the chocolate. <laughs> you're so good at... Now, get out of here. Don't kill me. All right. <laughs> well, another thing that plays into that is that a lot of these guys have intelligent... Like, they are very bad at everything in life, 
accept killing. Well, that's what they discover. They have a very specific kind of intelligence that is only applicable to fucking murdering people. Right. Like, you know, of course, we always talk about Gary Ridgway. He's the best example of this. The Green River Killer, moron. Like, just an absolute idiot in every other way of life. But at serial killing, he is the fucking top. He's the best. But you find what you're good at and you do it. But for workplace killing... And that's a very American way of thinking. Right. Yeah. The the workplace killing, nothing is quite as sad as... what happened with the post office? Yeah, what's the name of the the guy who uh, the first started dude. off the post office? And of course, this became huge in the American lexicon. Going postal, yeah. like this whole thing. This guy is, made it. His, yeah. his name was Patrick Sherrill. Okay, he uh, he did it in 1986. Again, this is a common example of what was going on at the uh, in the. In the U.S. Postal Service, mm-hmm. uh, it used to be a government branch. It used to be a place where, uh, they, basically, they, they, back in the day... So funded by the, the government, it was non-profit. Yeah, it was in the 1940s and 1950s. You know, the mailman was the dude that everybody loved. He That's was the right. guy who was just like, you know, like, he... I mean, he's a little off because he just got back from World War II. And he's, sure. he's got a little bit of the, you it's know... The, the twitch. Ah, don't on. talk about the Asians. <laughs> don't talk about the Japanese. Yeah, yeah. Don't even bring a spring roll anywhere Not, near here. Nowhere near. Yeah. No, don't right. order Chinese the day before. Okay. So... So they, you know, but it it turned into a corporation owned by the U.S. government. Right. And when that happened, it, it's, these ideas of they quotas started happening. Yeah, and like quotas, numbers, and efficiency, and it got to a point where th- this, the U.S. Postal Service is such a big system that to get the kind of efficiency that you want out of it, essentially you want to turn people into robots. Right. Um, like what they're talking about, like the machine in order to sort the mail. It slaps a letter down and you have six seconds to press the proper lever to send it to the proper part right, of the You have the to look office. at the error code, look at the name, like send it to the right spot. And Extremely it's, stressful. It's really stressful. So Eight the, hours. So this guy named Patrick Sherrill, again... U.S. Postal Service would hire a lot of vets. Like these are guys who would come out of like warfare or like do worked in the Navy, were in Marines, did all these things. They're a little bit strung out because they've had to deal with a lot of shit. And they're working here because it's a nice, simple job where you just go and you bring mail to people. It's a good job for a good. It's person. a dangerous business model. We're like, we're going to hire all these vets. What are you going to do when they're uh, employed by you? We're just gonna poke them. Well, Every yeah. day we're just gonna slowly poke them until well, they go crazy. The corporate motto came down this idea of like bust their chops, be really aggressive with them in order to get their numbers up. And the big thing was is to find the most aggressive dudes. Find guys that were really tied to the unions, guys that com- like either complain or say stuff about like things that are going on in the office, or literally the scariest dude in the office. It was like prison rules. It was yeah. like find the scariest dude in the office, debase him in front of everybody, mm-hmm. and then get them and then basically be like, well we can debase him and he's a scary dude. Mm-hmm. We were all we're we're, we're debasing Patrick. You know, That's like right. we're, t- we're everyone's telling everybody that they're fucking Patrick's wife, doing all this. Like they start. They really tormented okay. this guy. Patrick was a popular guy. People looked up to him. Yeah, they, because he stood up for the other workers. Absolutely. And then one day he fucking freaked out. So let's get into his let's get into his killings. How many people did he kill? He killed fourteen. He killed it was 14. the third biggest mass killing at the time in Amer- in America's history when it when it happened. Oh, we made up for that. We definitely made, oh, made we, up for some we lost all ground there. So basically, shortly after 7 a.m. on August 20th in 1986, Cheryl began his rampage by shooting Richard Esser Jr., one of the two supervisors who had disciplined the pre- pre- disciplined him on the previous right. day. He got fired and then just came right back. Yeah, mm-hmm. and um, he was well, his position was a relief carrier, and relief carriers have, as far as postal carriers go, they have the most high stress job because they take different routes every day, and they have very little job different. stability because they can be read- replaced in an instant. Like there are certain guys who have like that same route. Every single day, they know the route. They do it for years. They make connections with the people that they see every day. It's like this mild, like sort of a more of a romantic tale. If you ever read uh, Bukowski's Postal Service, 
It's called Postal Service. But that's why he loved Postman, it. Postman, yeah. That's why he, yeah, he loved yeah. that job because he could just Seems get like drunk and earth, go though. do it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But this guy wasn't so much of a drinker. So what this guy basically did, so he went and he he just killed all the bosses. He killed all of the, um, he went and got Richard, Richard, who was a boss, and then sadly the one that he was going for, Bill Bland Jr. Ugh, Bill so, Bland Jr. Which is just like, can you imagine, it's just like, name's Bill Bland, I hope you guys know that, you know, Patrick's a pussy. You know, just yeah, like, yeah. It's like, what? What'd you say? Exactly. <laughs> hey, guys. Anybody knows that Bill's talking any shit recently? Bill Bland. Uh, Bill Calm Bland. Down, buddy. Uh, he holed himself up in his goddamn office. But basically, he went through. He killed 14 people. The uh, He went for all of the bosses. And then, um, you know, he would sh- shoot people randomly. He... Locked up the doors to the uh, to the office when he showed up to the warehouse, um, which is a common thing. You also see in the Virginia Tech shootings, mm-hmm. um, and also a plan of a woman in that documentary was this great like three hundred pound sixty year old woman right. who was like talking about how she was forced to work that letter sorting machine. And she's well, just, she like, is a great example of how these situations can make anybody go crazy. But this you is a sweet sixty year old woman who literally admits to sociopathic psycho thoughts. She's about just murder. like. You know, I was watching them, and I knew that there was one door that led to the office in general, and they had another door that led to the main floor, and I just knew that if I just put rags under the other door, and then... threw a Molotov cocktail in the other door, I'd get all of them. She is one... She is... One person stealing her stapler away yeah. <laughs> from being like Milton in office space. But so, but, but the weird thing about this is uh, with which it's Ship uh, Shipley. What's his last name? Sh- uh, Cheryl. Cheryl. Patrick Cheryl. After this, the the nobody says that he was a bad man. Everybody no. in the interview. Everyone's first sentence is just like. Yeah, they were uh, really mean to him, and they were terrible managers. Like everyone kind of agrees with what it's he did. It's really fucked up. The yeah. they were like, you know, I hate to say anything bad about the dead, but. If they were going to get somebody, he got the good ones. He got yeah, yeah. Everyone agrees with who he killed. These are this is what's different than uh, you know the first uh, folks that we talked about. Mm-hmm. It's like these folks weren't necessarily. Well, innocent. they become like Robin Hoods to other killers, you know. And right. then there was another. There was yeah, another. And he, it set off a rash of postal service ki- killings. Right, over and then the years. and then other ones too. It's like then the first outside of the postal service uh, shooting that happened in America, which was at the Standard Gravor. Uh, I forget it was like a mine. It was like some another like warehouse place where it was like a, a guy uh, named Joseph Westbecker. He uh, entered. Westbecker. Yeah, he entered this place, the Standard Gravor like company, and he shot up a bunch of people. And then went to his apartment. And they found all these pictures of Patrick Sherwell all over his house. Sure. And him just being like and having all these articles on mass killings, basically saying like this was what I needed to do. I, I he showed me the way. Patrick Sherrill's just on a cross, crucified, a bunch of candles all around him. Well, now you're starting to sound like our uh, Virginia Tech killer who compared himself to Jesus Christ in his fucking suicide video. Very intriguing. Yeah. And he Which, fits into category number two as well, right? Uh, no, the Virginia no. Tech he, killer? No, he's oh, no. Loosely, he's just more of a wackaloon, which is type four. Yeah. Oh, wackaloon's type yeah, four. Next okay. to the cuckoo yeah. for Cocoa no, no. Puffs, which is type five. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Uh, so, yeah. Type two is mostly revenge killings. Uh, but be type two, but you're right. Type two and type five do play into each other quite a bit. But we'll get to type five later. Type sure. five is by far the biggest category. All oh, right. Like, that's without a doubt yeah. the biggest one. Oh, so, yeah. Especially for all the 2K and Sams who live there. Yeah. Right. 
Uh, that way, and we'll get to, in Tide 5, we'll get to restaurant killings like the McDonald's one, the Luby's one, uh, Virginia Tech. Like, <laughs> Wait, okay, well, so, but, so with Type 2, any more uh, situations as far as office killings go and I stuff mean, like that? Like of course I said, Mark, Mark Barton uh, was a guy that... And how many know, did Mar- uh, Barton take down? 13. 13, okay. And he took down 11, or I believe 10 in his office. And this is the day trader. Yeah, and he was a day trader. He was just a... Just, just a assault snap. rifle? Uh, let's see here. I mean, a lot of this is the fact that these people can get these gigantically powerful guns. Some of it is, but of uh, the postal service, that guy, I think he just had a handgun. Didn't he? he just had guns. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They they were pretty badass handguns. But this guy, he had a Colt forty five, a nine millimeter, a twenty two revolver, and a, a Raven. MP25. Relatively classic. Relatively <laughs> I thought classic. it was an actual giant bird. Yeah, that would be amazing. <laughs> and also a warhawk? Yeah. No, a raven... Uh, Twelve MP- of them were shot in the head, and the other one, like this raven, plucked <laughs> it to death. Really kind of weird. I'll beware the raven. <laughs> so I guess we don't charge him for that death? We had, we got, we got to arrest that raven. Uh, you yeah. got to get that bird. I don't know where that bird went. I know it's bigger than... I, I mean, it's got to be bigger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we, a raven MP25, it's a woman's gun. It's a it's woman's a, gun. It's a, it's it's a, a tiny gun. little gun that fits in the purse. It's like a Derringer. Okay. <laughs> Sometimes a woman's got to kill people on a date. That's right. Mm-hmm. Every woman should uh, have a Derringer or a uh, a Raven. And Barton, you know, his background, he had uh, mental health issues. A lot of yeah. mental health. He had anxiety issues. He had depression it issues. Does, it does kind of sound like a vibrator, doesn't it? The Raven. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, except it's just got like burnt wings that just flap. That would work. Yeah. No, he and then he uh, he killed his uh, wife and two kids, his son and his daughter. Uh, he put a note on each of them like, "I lay thee down to rest, my wife Leanne Vandiver." That's so nice. Yeah, and said, "You know, like, Dad, I love you just you. don't gotta kill me." You know, <laughs> I, I like the note. Nice sympathy hey, Dad, here. Dad, how about I just go? How about I just get out of here? You get you go to work. Yeah, you get out of here. Yeah. Uh, and this was uh, in Atlanta, by okay. the way. Yeah. Um, so that you know, those are the biggest ones. Those sure. are your top revenge spree killers. And I'm sure by the time this episode comes out later on uh, next week, there'll next be at week. least three or four exactly. more that we wouldn't have gotten to cover. Right. <laughs> yep. And so type three and type yeah. four kind of go together a little bit. All These right. are your guys that blow their loads all at once. They're guys who could be serial killers mm-hmm. if they only had the patience. <laughs> so is this a, it's a sexual thing? Yeah, this, this is mostly a, it's a sexual thing. It's a power thing. They share much. They share a lot more with serial killers and than they do of, with spree it's killers. It's kind of rare, right? For a sexual spree killing? Well, I just I mean, meant, but, but, because a part yeah. of what gives a serial killer his sexual thrill is like the close up, like, and then I turn his penis into a flower. Wow. <laughs> it's like, what? Kind of weird. Yeah. These are the people, cock. yeah, they commit crimes for uh, power, for sexual pleasure. They almost always rape and torture the people that they kill. Sure. Uh, I and, also hear this in very a lot of brutal ways. As to uh, rampage killings. Yeah. This yeah. is also yeah. This is also a kind of rampage killing, uh, and then type four are people who uh, will pull the people in like your short term Buffalo Bills, like the okay. guys who will say like, like, "Could you help me with this couch?" And then they bring them in through some sort of ruse or plot. So a Bundy type situation, yeah, and Bundy. Well, actually, because Boston Strangler was very um, similar with that too, because he would dress yeah. up as like plumbers and shit and show up at old lazy houses and then you know rape them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. do what he does. And the most famous one out of all these... I would like to these... see somebody just run into an office, sh- shoot it up with a big old hard-on, jacking off the whole time. <laughs> It'd be real confusing, you know? Yeah. Is that Tom jacking off over there? And then he's shooting everybody. He keeps waving at people going, hey, mister, Hi, hey. how are you? And he was on time for work, so I guess he's not the worst. Yeah. 
Uh, but the most thing about the uh, postal service guy, seven a.m. He was seven a.m. That's early, right? Right and early. I mean, I just don't think he was sleeping. Right. I don't think right, that's right. Like one of those things. It's not like you're like, oh, like get up and you make your pot of coffee, right. and it's just like mm, maybe I'll have some avocado and eggs before mm. I do this. Wake <laughs> up, just big day today. Murder big day, everybody. Woo, gotta get up. Yeah, it is a big day. Most famous type three killer, Richard Speck. Yeah, Richard oh, Speck Richard is one of the Speck's greatest great stories man. of all time. So Honestly, had a wonderful prison experience. <laughs> oh, my God. All right, let's get into his crimes. So Richard, Richard Speck, first thing you want to know about Richard Speck is that he had an abusive stepfather who was described as hard-drinking and peg-legged. <laughs> hard-drinking and peg-legged? Well, that's, that's going to breathe a screen Those are right both, there. Just like, of all the characteristics of, like, good father, right, right, they right. are not it's on the never list. never hard-drinking and peg-legged. <laughs> God, that's my favorite. We need to write a character that's yeah, hard drinking and peg like I have to. His name was uh, Carl August Rudolph Lindbergh. Oh, yeah. Oh, come on. He had to act some of those That's names. a peg-legger. That's yeah. A, <laughs> oh, yeah. We just call him peg-legger. <laughs> he had a 25-year criminal record. He was an awful man. Because uh-huh. uh, Speck, actually, his father was supposed to be a pretty good guy. He was very close to his father. His father died when he was six. Mother remarried uh, good old Carl Lindbergh when uh, he was... Like, I liked him because of his crooked walk. Yeah. <laughs> and how mean he was. The way he would just you drink love and him, hit little me. Richard. Oh, he's great. What's he like, mommy? He's all peg legged and drunk. <laughs> this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It says here I have to talk about something I need to get off my chest, and I guess I can share it here. I, I eat mayonnaise for fun. It's a hobby of mine, and it's an addiction, and it's a daily weight on my life how much i need whipped egg whites and oil crammed into my veins as soon as i wake up and a lot of people carry around a lot of different stressors big and small some people are presidents some people are soldiers some people have to eat mayonnaise especially with hard-boiled eggs which is what i eat for lunch but i guess i should share that in therapy because therapy is a safe place to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. And what I do is I just add eggs if I have mayonnaise left over. I just continue to add the eggs. But if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. I hope they can help me. My God. I hope they can help me. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash LastPod today. To get 10% off your first month. That's better help. H-E-L-P.com slash last pod. How many platforms do I work on? So many platforms. Can you believe it? Google Docs. Work on that. Very complicated. Lots of different things going out. Clickety clack, right? Slack. Saying things to my employees. All my, all my, my main doldgers walking around here. It makes sure it changes cluck to the word I meant for it to say to everyone. But I try to say not curse words on Slack. What am I supposed to do about it? But Grammarly doesn't fix curse words, does it? Because Grammarly's too good for it. It's too classy. It's Grammarly is an AI writing partner that helps you get work done faster with high quality writing. Because better writing means a stronger impact. The pen is mightier than the sword. Except when the sword is in the room. 96% of Grammarly users report that Grammarly helps them craft more impactful writing and suggestions based on your audience goals and context. Can you believe it? And data privacy and security are woven into the foundation of Grammarly. It's in its goods. 
All right, so Grammarly's great. Use it. I use it. I love its gentle harassment of my writing style because it does help me because sometimes my thumbs are faster than my eyeballs. Don't quote me on that. Get AI writing support that works where you work. Sign up and download for free at Grammarly.com slash podcast. That's G-R-A-M-M-A-R-L-Y dot com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Hey! Did you know Fast Growing Trees is the biggest online nursery in the U.S. with more than 10,000 different kinds of plants and over 2 million happy customers in the U.S.? They have everything you could possibly want, like fruit trees, palm trees, evergreens, houseplants, and so much more. Whatever you're interested in, they have it for you. Find the perfect fit for your climate and space. That's one of my favorite things about it. Fast Growing Trees makes it easy to order online and your plants are shipped directly to your door in one to two days. And along with their 30-day Alive and Thrive guarantee, they offer free plant consultation forever. Now, personally, I'm in the middle of re-landscaping my yard. I like to do it myself because I called up a landscaper to see how much it costs and it was absolutely insane. Plus, I love dirt. I love getting my hands in the dirt and I love planting things myself. And Fast Growing Trees has given me some wonderful plants that I can use. Like I got this uh, Texas sage, it's purple. I've dug up a whole bunch of horrible bushes and shrubs up in front of my window and in front of my house and put some purple Texas sage up there and it's going to thrive and it's going to look real good. And I didn't even have to go to a nursery to buy it. It came to my house. Now, this spring, they have the best deals online, up to half off on select plants and other deals. And listeners to our show get an additional 15% off their first purchase when using the code LEFT at checkout. That's an additional 15% off at FastGrowingTrees.com using the code LEFT at checkout. FastGrowingTrees.com, code LEFT. Offers valid for a limited time. Terms and conditions may apply. So she married Carl not long after Richard's father died, and the example that Carl set for him was being a drunk and a criminal. Sure. Car- uh, Richard Speck, he started drinking when he was 10. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. yeah he knew where the party was. Yeah, I mean, that's a yeah. pretty standard age for Wisconsin. <laughs> yeah, and when he was 10, he moved to Texas, moved to Dallas. That's pretty and, sta- standard and age for Texas, Texas, too. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He went from Illinois to Texas. He uh, went from 1 to 10 in, in uh, Illinois, 10 to 24 in Texas, lived in Dallas, in the tw- 14 years that he lived there, he was arrested 41 times. An average, right. of, an average of about three times and a year. And what kind of crimes are we talking here? I mean, we're talking petty theft. We're talking getting into fights. Panty sure. raiding. You know. He painted a dude's car for him. And he was just like, just I nice, didn't ask though. for it. Yeah, I know. I thought it was nice. Yeah. But, he's like, but he didn't ask he for it. He painted the windows, it's, though. Yeah, he didn't I mean, understand. Covered you in black paint. Him, yeah. 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 Picking Sad. flowers. That's a crime in Texas. Yeah? Yeah. yeah. Petty Disrespecting the Alamo. That's that is a crime in Texas. That's definitely a crime. Yeah, in he Texas. said fuck the Alamo, and they're like, what? Whoa, what you whoa, say? buddy, we lost that war. <laughs> Let's not talk about it. Yeah, he was one of those assholes who got born to hell tattooed on his arm. Yeah, or born to raise hell. Fuck born yeah. to raise hell. That's yeah. what I want. He was one of those guys. Davy uh, Crockett had a stupid hat. No, no, no. <laughs> Get so, rid of him, Dano. So in 1966, Richard get Speck... Ri- get rid of him, Dano. <laughs> I don't know. Sometimes sentences come out of your mouth and they're like, "I got, yeah, that's the... I'm going with it. Get rid of him, Dano. <laughs> all right. So we all need more sleep. Uh, all right. So we got Richard Speck here. 1966, he commits his first major crime. Okay. He breaks into an old woman's house, a 65-year-old woman named Virgil Harris... 
Born victim. <laughs> Again, another. That's the yeah, thing. Right? That's the thing. If you're born with that name, how do you not think you're going to get murdered? A woman oh. named Virgil. <laughs> a woman named Virgil and a man named Merle. This I mean, is they're my both wife, Harold. <laughs> Virgil and Harold. <laughs> so he broke into her house. He robbed her. He blindfolded her. He tied her up and he raped her. Okay. okay. No, she's a little bit older, though. 65-year-old, huh? Yeah. No. He's a, he's yeah, a little bit older. Yeah, not the freshest chicken in the coop. I mean, if you're going to rape, I mean, don't you think you would just, like, go young? Wouldn't you, like, go for, like, I mean, a, I'm not going like to fully 18- get into it, but I would say... You would say think that you would want to rape somebody... Attra- I mean, you're doing a, It's a just easier. Crime. Sure. Right, right, right. Okay. So, about a week... I won't go into it. About a week later, he killed a woman named Mary Kay Pierce in an empty hog house behind the ah, tavern where she was. She's always hanging out in the empty hog house, though. Yeah, just be like, man... Where are all the pigs at? It's a, why? I, seriously, this is the whole house devoted to hogs, and you mean to tell me there ain't one in here? Oh, who is that? Oh! Now, I'll oh! tell you, if, if there was a stepson of a drunken peg legger, if he would just come in here, if the stepson of a drunken peg legger would just come in here, he could just kill me. Said I have a peg leg, I have a peg arm. Yeah, can I get that? Boom, 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 boom. And he used that pig arm to fucking stick it in Well, women. that's not far from the truth. He had a very strong punching fist. Yeah. Very much so, because Mary Kay Pierce was killed by being punched in the stomach. This is Whoa, actually which, how he murdered which a lot of people. ruptured her liver. Yeah. And he also, Whoa. one of his later victims, <laughs> he did the same thing. Punched him so hard and knew exactly where to punch him right. to fucking rupture the liver and kill them fairly no quickly. No weapon. What? And two, right? I two. Knew that. No two. weapons, no guns, no knives. Just punched him in the fucking stomach. What? And yeah. he died. That's how Harry Houdini died. Yeah, I know. It's fucking weird. Is it's he possible. a time traveler? <laughs> Is Richard Speck Harry Houdini? He did turn himself into a woman. So these two crimes, he was never officially charged with. It's a magic with. trick, isn't it? He was never officially charged with because the evidence against him was circumstantial. It's hard to with the punching crimes. Right. Yeah. You know? I mean, what the, how, they, how they think he was uh, associated with it is they because... They just have his arm wrapped in I evidence I just bag. wish they could take me up to space so I could punch the moon. <laughs> <laughs> they found uh, objects from the old lady's house in his uh, in the flop house where he was staying, and he was known to hang out around the hog like house. Like Brillo yeah, pads I mean, and just like old panties. It seems like the hog house is where he would stay, now, practicing he's got a, his punch on old hog walls. He's got himself a bunch of hard black licorice candies. Yeah. <laughs> was he? Did he kill that old lady? <laughs> Why did he got all these bad candies? I swear to God, there was a size seventy two panty in that in that room over there. <laughs> I had never seen that. It looked like a top. I'm sure it must have been on the old broad backside of an old a, woman. Is this a Named Virgil. <laughs> it says Virgil's name on it. Yeah, Virgil in poop. So after he got questioned... God damn it. Virgil in poop is the name of my first comedy album. Virgil in poop. So he gets questioned by the police, and immediately he skips town. He goes back to Illinois. Okay. He, move, he goes to this place called Monmouth, Illinois. Ugh. He starts getting into trouble again. So he calls up his sister in Chicago and says, Hey, sis, he said he had to leave Monmouth, quote, after refusing to sell no co- narcotics for a crime syndicate there. Oh, wow. Okay. I've heard the way he traveled, too, is that he would just punch the ground and shoot <laughs> through the air. Incredible Hulk, yeah. <laughs> Uh, and then once he uh, went to Chicago, he became a sailor for a bit. He was hey. started to work on the Great Lakes. Okay. And, of course, he loved sailing. I can believe that. Yeah, I can he believe He that. loved it. Punching but- seals all the live long day. He'd punch an iceberg, find oil. Yeah. I'm like, who is this guy, Popeye? <laughs> 
But of course, the sailing community re- completely rejected him. Why? <laughs> How do you get rejected by the sailing the community? The sailing community is made of misfits. That's the whole point of the sailing community. You're in the middle of the ocean because no one wants you to on land. To be completely frank, I'm surprised that there is a sailing community. That's true. <laughs> that is true. Well, there's a lot of sailing jobs out there, and sure. he just kept going from company to company, just never fit in. And at Poor this Richard. point, his life is falling apart. He finds something that he likes to do, but he's just not good at it. And he's everything has fallen apart in his life. He's just been in and out yeah, of jail. He doesn't know what his sail is. He can't find the ropes. <laughs> he I'm keeps sorry. sinking. Like, he'll jump off the side, right. and he just sinks straight to the bottom. Of the he ocean. doesn't know how to flap his huge hand. And so, so finally, how do you fail at sailing, though? You're just, oh, sailing. Have you ever been sailing? No. It's no. hard. Is it hard? Okay. Oh, there's a lot of bells and whistles. I've been on a cruise to Cozumel. <laughs> All right. We don't need to discuss your buffet yeah. trip. Yeah, you get a- <laughs> It's, it's like we're in a food court. This is great, mommy. This is great. So after after he gets uh, kicked out of the sailing community, he I just love saying I love sailing. It's a bizarre thing to get kicked out. Yeah. He uh, he goes to stay with his sister. They get sick of him after a while, so you got to get the fuck out of right. here because he's a creepy guy. Of course. You know, he's not doing well in life. Yeah, absolutely, and he keeps wrapping his hand in chain and going, everybody, y'all better respect the hand. <laughs> so like, we are trying to have brunch, Richard. <laughs> he was terrible at brunch. So on the day of the crime, everything's gone to shit. He's living in a flop house. He's getting drunk all the time because he's a hardcore alcoholic. Sure. He's day drinking with this woman, Ellie Mae Hooper. Mm. who's about 53, he pulls out a knife. He takes her back to uh, his room at the shipyard inn. Still not letting go. Um, he loves the nautical just, theme. We just sleep on old bunched up nets. <laughs> <laughs> so he rapes her back there, and he steals her twenty two caliber pistol. And this is his big day. This but is the big it, thing he just doesn't really understand. She doesn't understand is that you can't have consensual sex at the shipyard inn. No, no. That's it's really not possible. Not when you're the son of a drunken peg legger. So he uh he rapes her, he steals her uh steals her gun, he goes back to the same bar where he was drinking before, mm-hmm. except he had dressed himself all in black before he had left, drinks there for a while, and he decides he's gonna go take a walk. Yeah. He's going to make a name for himself here. What year is this? 1966. Okay. okay. So he goes and takes a walk, and he sees a real pretty girl in a green dress. Mm. He sees what this dress? What's she look like? She's pretty in a green dress. I yeah, mean. that's all you need to know. Tall? Real tall? She's <laughs> not that tall. She's sort of tall. Long legs. Yeah, I'm sure she has long, long legs. Long blonde hair. Mm. I think she might be a brunette. Perfect so- target. And that's the inner monologue of <laughs> Mr. Speck when you watch that beautiful woman in a green dress. So he follows this woman for about a mile and a half to 2319 East 100th Street. I mean, how sweaty and winded he, did he get there? He's pissed drunk, right? <laughs> a mile and a half? I, I feel like I'm being followed. There's a man zigzagging Yeah, yeah. Me. Keep going like, hey, hey, Is he a drunken <laughs> sailor? No, no, they kicked me out. Sailor. <laughs> so at this point, he gets to a house where it's a uh, a dormitory for a nursing school. Mm, jackpot! <laughs> You're just following one chick, and then she just brings you to all the other women. Mm, yes. Oh my God! It's Panty Town, USA. <laughs> There's nine women inside. Mm. He murders eight of them. Okay. One survives. Her name is Cora Amorau. Oh, yeah, that's a, that's a name that survived. That's a survivor name. Yeah, yeah. Cora Amaral. 
she survives the whole thing. Here's her account of what happened. She hears four knocks on the door, and she's the first person to see the guy. She greets him at the door. She sees a very tall man dressed all in black standing in the doorway. He's already got the gun drawn, and he says, where are your companions? All Pushes right. his way in. Repeat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know when you're trying when you're really drunk and you try to sound sober. Excuse me. Will you tell me where your com- where your companions are? <laughs> My companions? My friends? Uh, you see, well, I was just wondering if you had any companions and where they where they would be. Hey, Elizabeth. I think your new boyfriend's here. It's real drunk. So at this time, women start waking up throughout. This woman, Merlita, she gets out of bed, and <laughs> She's yeah, I mean die. they've it's all got close real- to Merle. It's the female version yeah. of Merle. They've all got real goofy 1966 <laughs> names. I mean, let's we're now, just gonna go ahead and say this right now. No, now Merle always wanted a boy, but we had a girl, so he went with Merlita. I mean, which is your Merle is pretty much the most masculine name that you could get, and so we knew that we were pretty much damning Merlita to a horrible death. <laughs> yeah. Of course. And so now he starts going to the bedrooms, knocking on the doors, waking up the <laughs> girl. picture Merlita looks like John Candy when John Candy plays a woman in uh, Nothing But Trouble. When John Candy plays his own twin sister. There's no way that Merlita's the tracker, right? Big and strong, aren't you? I can't believe Merlita wasn't the one hanging out in the empty hog pit. This is my friend Merlita. Charmed, I'm sure. Oh no, she reminds me of my peg like a drunken <laughs> stepfather. So he uh, starts. No, gathering- she got two feet, but she just walks with one big step. So he gathers all of these women in uh, the living room, and he tells them, "I want some money. I'm going to New Orleans." Oh, okay. So Hell yeah, some jazz. Yeah. And so he starts getting all their money. It's at this time that a woman named Gloria Davy comes home. She's drunk. She opens the door to the bedroom where he's got all of them. Excuse me, bedroom, not living room. Okay. And it says Cora said that she screamed a low guttural scream when she saw. <laughs> <laughs> She's a real Pavarotti. <laughs> All right, we understand what it sounds like. No one wants to hear it. No one wants to hear it. Jesus Christ, it's disgusting. Uh, so one by one, he starts tar- tying up their feet. And then at this time, two Again, more nurses. Wait, there's eight of you. How can't you beat Richard Speck? I mean, the man is about to have tits in prison. People are used to following orders. Again, yeah, do yeah. not... Get your feet bound. If your friends are getting their feet bound, hit them in the head with a hammer. Well, two other nurses came home, and they tried running away. Speck chased him down and stabbed him both to death. He's an uh. alcoholic, fat man wasted so what off he of do? his ass. He just went ahead and just stabbed all of them? Not all of them. No, he did one at a time. It's just those two girls came home, they opened the bedroom door, and they fucking bolted. And he had the twenty two and the knife on him. He never intended to use the twenty two. He was only using the twenty two as a means to get to get them to as a hostage weapon. Yeah. He wanted to kill them all with a knife. He had it in his mind that he's gonna kill these women with a knife. Completely. Sure. Uh, and so it's at this point that the women tried squeezing themselves under the bunk beds. They tried squeezing themselves under the bed to hide away from Speck. Yeah, but oh, he'll never had, find us under the bunk beds. Yeah, Merlita had her gigantic turkey leg, and that was right. hard. She was just like, they're like, let go with the turkey leg, Merlita. She's like, oh, but what if I get hungry? <laughs> So he starts, Cora, the woman who gave Not this now, account. Not now, Merlita. You've got to put it down. We're about to be murdered. Uh, at this point, Cora is taken back. Uh, Cora has hit herself, but 
Speck starts coming to the room, picking girls up, taking them to the bathroom, strangling them, putting them under the water, and then stabbing them. And she can hear all of this going on. It's real trifecta. He does there. this three times to a woman named Valentina, to a woman named Massacit. Massacit uh, and Valentina and Merlita? Is this the ugliest no. home for women? No, no, no. That's her last name. Her name is Pat Matusset. Matusset, 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 and she was described to the victims of this violence. I'm just saying, it's just if you're born with the victim's name, Mm -hmm. you know. And he, well, the woman Pat Matusik, she was an athletic 155 pound bruiser. Whoa, yeah. And he and (laughs) Cora heard him ask. He, she was the woman that Speck followed. Okay. And by the way, it was a yellow dress, not a green. Oh, dress. a yellow dress. Yeah. Oh, so he followed. He followed the refrigerator home. Beer goggles, my friend. <laughs> Beer goggles. I mean, just wanted to. That right there. That's the prettiest woman I've ever seen in my life. Just John Candy walking by to fucking. <laughs> and Pat, I must say, you are a fine specimen. <laughs> Thank you very much. And nobody Pat. ever says things like that yes. to me. It's been so hard for me to find love. And Pat is the woman that he punched in the stomach so hard he fucking killed her. Okay. Wow. Yeah. So this is the double. The, yeah, and he yeah. brought Second it back. Yeah, he yeah. brought his Hadouken back. Hadouken! <laughs> that is pretty remarkable. There's just know you can punch a woman in the stomach and kill her. You know for a fact that you could punch someone to death. Yeah. That's pretty bizarre. And so it's at this point with the very last girl, at least that he knows of, because he's forgotten about Cora completely. She's hidden under the bed. It's at this point that he's built up enough juice in his system where he decides it's rape time. So he rapes this this girl, Gloria, uh, and uh, it's a kitchen bell go off or something like that. Is there like something that (laughs) I got no idea? Ah, that's the song I play when it's time for me to rape. It's rape time. (laughs) And so after uh, he rapes her, he kills her, he leaves, and Cora survives. Cora climbs out of a window, uh, like over a ledge, and she starts screaming, they're all dead, they're all dead, all my friends are dead. Over and over again. So what happened to your friends? Are they okay? (laughs) And then the police come, and their account of the scene is just so fucking gruesome. It's truly, it's truly a case of new guys in his in the corner puking Puking his his guts guts out. out. Yeah, like there's every policeman who goes in, like (laughs) like there's a guy outside that's just like green. (laughs) Just becomes a game at that. And all the police are like, "What's the matter? Can't take the heat." And they walk in, and they immediately come out. Exactly. Like a bumpy <laughs> ride at Six over, Flags. Over and over again. Just like, they Richard Chase, that's what they were talking about when they walked in and they saw like he had played with the guts of the pregnant woman and everyone just right. like, before you go in there, I just want to prep everyone right. to say, it's a unique situation. Right. <laughs> Have you ever seen the movie Stand By Me? Where the fat boy, played by Mr. Conley, vomits No, 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 erase everybody. that, erase that, erase that. Don't Have worry. you ever seen the movie League of Your Our Own? <laughs> It's like that, but imagine all the girls are dead by punching. <laughs> How'd she die? Uh, it was a dead by punching. Well, this one's a real Marla Hooch over here. So Speck is on the lam right now. Sure. He's out and about in Chicago. Hanging the police, out. however, have a sketch of him. We're looking for a man with a real big hand. Yep. That- they have a sketch of him. They know that he has the tattoo, born to raise hell. Two days after this, uh, the murders happen, Speck tries to kill himself, but he fails. He ends up in the hospital, and one of the physicians on uh, call at the moment, he sees the tattoo. He recognizes the guy's face. The police were called. 
Speck was arrested. Do we know how he tried to kill himself? No, we don't. Okay. Or I'm he sh- punched himself in the stomach. <laughs> yeah, doesn't work on me. I'm immune to my own man punch. And so, of course, he's found guilty, yeah. uh, and he's sentenced to uh, to die. But he keeps doing appeals right. over and over again. Uh, and then eventually, is extremely flawed. Yeah, and then his uh, it's eventually his uh, sentence was commuted to life in prison. Sure, but his this prison is the best. Nineteen eighty-eight. Right. Now, how long has he been in prison for? About 20 years at this point. At this point, yeah. He's been in prison for, for 20 so years. So he's in his 40s now. Did he break out of prison by punching through a wall? <laughs> <laughs> they have to keep him in a steel cage. Or so, what is, yeah, whatever. In 1996, a Chicago television news anchor named Bill Curtis, he <laughs> receives a videotape made in 1990, or 1988. And in this videotape, my God. Oh, my For some God. reason, they decide... Showing this videotape at the Illinois State Legislature is a good idea. Okay, what's this videotape about? Let's just put that at the beginning. Yeah. Explicit scenes of sex, drug use, money being passed around by prisoners, and in the center of it all was Richard Speck blowing another inmate. Hell yeah, dude. Born to raise hell. Mm -hmm. You know it. He had grown tits. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Big sloppy tits. Really, and if you get a chance, YouTube it. You can find it on YouTube. Miraculous breasts. Really quite perfect. Having just a fantastic bowl cut, as was the style at the time. That's right, for a lot of ladies. And the most shocking part of it, I'm sure, was the blowjob. I cannot find the full video. Well, there's a uh, a bunch of cocaine. I mean, there's, a, there's I can't, there's the, the full video. The Chris video is the best thing that ever happened to him. He literally has the quote, if they knew uh, oh, the yeah. good time I was having, they would let me out of here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's in prison. He, he said, uh, eight women. If they only knew how much fun I was having, they'd turn me loose. <laughs> he was having a remarkable time. Well, Granted, his asshole he's become was. become the fucking, he, he's, because he's. He's the town butt. Yeah. yeah. He's the girl in the yellow dress. <laughs> yeah. The <laughs> most we can find on the internet is maybe two minutes of an yeah. A&E documentary. Uh, the actual video is two hours long. Right. And it's Two imagine, hours of it? You imagine there's one congressman, though, in 88 being like, well, let's just watch it till the end. <laughs> well, I'm just curious now. I'm just curious to see yep. as to how large and voluptuous the man's <laughs> breasts can be. <laughs> Well, so, Mr. Senator, we we really need to get through the I demand this is Senator. <laughs> uh and in the video that you can see on the internet, it's Richard Speck and another inmate who's just like the coolest fucking dude on earth. He's wearing sunglasses. Yeah. He's, you know, just fucking leaning back, sharing a huge plate of cocaine with Richard Speck. Massive. Richard Speck is sitting there with no shirt on, showing off his titties, wearing silk panties. Hell, oh man. Johnny Depp in the movie Blow does yeah. not do as yeah. much cocaine and so as Richard he's finally, Speck does He's the in woman prison. he's always wanted to be. He is, he's the happiest lady in town. I cannot imagine He's how a regular large his Dolly Parton in there. <laughs> well, I mean, God knows, yeah. And for years, he had denied that he was... More natural breasts, probably, than Dolly. For years, he denied that he was uh, the perpetrator of the crimes. He's like, no, I didn't do it, blah, blah, blah. This is the, this video is the first time that he admits doing it. He There's, admits it on this party video? On this party video, yeah. Uh, and While I, I'm Every Woman is playing in the background, and I'm just <laughs> been like, oh, you bet I did it, and I'd do it again! Uh, and a prisoner asks him, another prisoner says, like, do you kill those nurses? And he said, sure I did. And they, sure and they asked him why. He just kind of shrugged and he said, oh, "Just wasn't there, not." I mean, Man. he's talking like. But he, tonight's my night. 
Yeah. yeah. And this they, is ladies. <laughs> and they I mean, asked him talking like he wants a seltzer drink. Well, sure I did. Not sure I will. I'm a seltzer. Yeah. And they asked him like how he felt about killing him, and he said, like I always felt, had no feeling. If you're asking me if I felt sorry, no. He's and not they, sorry at all. Yeah, he's living they, the dream. He's living his life because he, he finally, finally found out in. where his, his he yeah. finally fit in. I mean, it's, it's not, actually a it's good not, story. It's he's not good the, at killing, but he's better at being in prison. I mean, it's not the boating community, but it's something. <laughs> it's close <laughs> enough. Uh, Minus it, the seasickness, it's very similar to the boating yeah. community, I think. And he asked in detail to the experience of strangling someone, and he said, it's not like TV. It takes over three minutes, and you have to have a lot of strength. And thank God I got this big. Punching hand. And they're like, yeah, 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 yeah. And then he's like, suck my titties, suck my titties, suck my titties. They love to suck his titties, by the way. And he died of a heart attack in prison. Oh. <laughs> Natural I guess causes. that's what happens. Yeah, you know, yeah. live fast, die young. That's right. How yeah. old was he when he died? Uh, he was. He lived until his 60s, right? Yeah, I think so. He was pretty old when he yeah, died. He had a yeah, full he, long life. He had a full life in prison. He I enjoyed being a bitch. I could just imagine him sitting in jail, just sitting there all fucked up and sad about how everything has happened. And then his like, roommates just like, hey, man, um, uh, I made an extra muffin in the prison microwave. You want one? He's like, that's, yeah, sure. That's a nice knife. Thank you. That's nice of you. Hey, you know what, man? You know what would be really great is uh, you got yourself a big set of honkers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my I mean, God. I never thought about yeah. that. You know, I got a buddy who has estrogen treatments that we can sneak right how in. How did he? You know, they snuck in the That's how it is. He, he snuck in estrogen treatments. Which point, most, don't the prison guards get together and just be like, you all notice that Richard's getting like a... Big tits. Like just a huge set of tits. I like it. I'm fine with it, too. Well, all it right. makes them easier to look at. That's for sure. Yeah. That's what the video was all about. That's why they showed it in the state legislature, because it just showed <laughs> how fucked up the prison system was and right. how bad the Illinois state prison system fucked up an entire prison. And it also was- just... Really sad about how that's what the government used to be like as well. And it's just like, yeah. well, if we all just get invited to Bohemian Grove, maybe right. we could get a part of the action. Live that Richard yeah. Speck kind of lifestyle. Yeah, and they were watching the video just fine in the legislature until the right. oral sex scene came around. They're like, <laughs> nope, 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 turn it off, turn it off, turn it off. <laughs> I love Not watching it all the way through. appropriate. Not appropriate. You know, could we just pause it right there? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Good, it's yes. It's like they stuck in time. Mm. And they're doing it forever, like the good times never end. So now that now that we stopped the tape, can I take that home with me? I just want to show it to I the family. I just need some further research <laughs> for my future legislation. See, my pen ran out of ink about halfway through, and I got some more notes I want to take. I only got the word blow down. I need to finish it with the job. Um, all right, so let's move on to number four. Dude, we have to make this a two-parter. I think we're going to have... Literally, yeah, yeah, we fine. have... We actually haven't even gotten to the fucking big hitters. Yeah. We haven't gotten I to know. Charles Whitman, who Damn is it. my boy. We haven't yeah. gotten to fucking... Uh, I just feel bad for Charles Whitman. So do I. Because he had right. these headaches. My head is killing me. That's right. Okay, good. Yeah. Well, and then we're missing my other boy, uh, you know, my old boy, I don't know how to pronounce his name. Sung Cho. It's pretty Sung, easy. Sung it is <laughs> it's a simple, it's a basic Korean name. It's, I, I think it, it's, it's both his name and it also means a rice dish. 
in which the bottom is caramelized. Well, now you forced <laughs> us to end the episode. Now you forced it. And we also oh. got James Oliver Huberty, the McDonald's killer, right. George Henner, the Lubies killer. Oh uh, God, right. fucking, so we got stuff. Martin Bryant, the Australian Port so Arthur we're doing, massacre. So we're definitely doing a two-parter. We'll do a yeah. two-parter. And like world champion, Anders Breivik. Oh, of course we have to talk about Mr. Breivik. Um, all right, great. Again, well, doing it just the way, you know, good old standard Nordic Aryan men do it. Jesus the Christ. The fucking ultimate way. Efficiency. <laughs> We'll talk about it in the next episode, everybody. So that's Spree Killers Part 1 of 2. Uh, hail Satan. Hey, hail Gein. Hail me! Magoostalations, and of course, hail yourself. Hey, grow some tits. People will and, like you better. Oh, yeah. Get some blow and get some tits. <laughs> Go to prison. This is Comedy Bang Bang, the podcast, the promo, and in 30 seconds, I'm going to tell you why you should check out the show. I, the host, Scott Aukerman, have a lighthearted conversation with famous celebrities like John Hamm, Allison Williams, Phoebe Bridgers, Bob Odenkirk, just to name a few. Things go a little off the rails when different eccentric characters drop by to be interviewed as well. Each week is a blend of conversations and character work from your favorite comedians as well as some new hilarious voices. Comedy Bang Bang, the podcast listen every monday wherever you get your podcasts you ever meet someone who seems kind of off whether it's a creepy neighbor or random phone number that keeps calling you truth finder has you covered you can search for people by name address phone number email and more truth finder can be especially helpful for running confidential background checks on anyone you're planning to meet from online dating apps go to truthfinder.com slash podcasts for a special offer That's truthfinder.com slash podcasts to access your special offer today.